Happy Friday, folks. I'm Jonathan. And I'm Mandy. And we are going to talk about that last bit of your Christmas shopping, party games and stocking stuffers. are one of the most popular genres out there mm-hmm. for obvious reasons and it's holiday time then well, it's going to be doubly popular because odds are you're going to have a bunch of people over so what can we do well uh, guess what the most popular selling party game at snakes and lattes is still cards against humanity of course and uh, there are good reasons for this i'm just so sick of it though oh my god it just comes from i like to explain to people i'm like you've heard every answer before it just doesn't make you laugh anymore and it just kind of mm-hmm. makes you like oh it's a game that's built on shock value right mm-hmm. and if it's lost the ability to shock you because you've already played seen it played a bajillion times then it gets kind of old but i could definitely understand the appeal as my the night i handed in my resume i was actually playing cards against humanity sure and uh, it's, there's probably somebody on your list for whom it's new, but at this point, I think we have probably achieved peak Cards Against Humanity. It's true. Most people have it. So as a result, we're starting to see a whole variety of clones coming out. They're leveraging that original Apples to Apples style thing. For, for those of you who don't know, Apples to Apples was the original game that Cards Against Humanity adapted with the you know, edgy content. So uh, we've all got a bunch of cards. There's a thing here. Everybody puts one in to try to match it. We mix them up. One person picks which one's the best. Whichever one got picked, that's the one who gets the point. So what do you meme Mm -hmm. is one of those things now. So what will happen is that everybody's got a a handful of captions. Okay. And then internet meme image gets turned up. Like with oh, this sad, is what that is. Sad panda or whatever, and everybody picks a uh, a caption to put in. We mix them up, and we do the cards against humanity thing, and somebody will pick which one is the best. People have been asking for this, and I can see why it does scratch that same itch. But again, if you've played enough cards against humanity, that mechanic just starts to get a little bit. Which brings us to Joking Hazard, the other one that's been kind of a big deal. Uh, if you've ever seen Cyanide and Happiness, which is a webcomic. It's basically Cards Against Humanity, but with pictures instead of words. This one actually brought back my amusement of the mechanic for a little bit. Mm Because they they are really funny, and they're abstract enough that they're not necessarily directly offensive. Um, Sometimes they are. Mm -hmm. But there's a little bit more room for abstract humor. So I I like that one. The surreal possibilities. Yes. And that one can get quite uh, interesting. So you've got... You're going to have three pictures there. You've got... It's uh, it's always a three-panel comic strip. So the the two panels... The first two panels are shown, and everybody... puts in a possible third panel to be the punchline for this and yep it's cards against humanity all right control c control v <sighs> so um the other thing that uh, cards against has really sort of influenced the world with is creating dirty versions of familiar games yeah so we've got telestrations after dark and frankly if your telestrations games didn't involve something suggestive in them to begin with i Question your commitment. If you're playing with me, you're already <laughs> playing Telestrations After Dark. And I'm a good illustrator. Wink. <laughs> so, yeah, you can do that, but you don't really need to. And um, same thing with uh, with some of these other things. Like there was, they did a, a version of Anomia that was like that. Um, a lot of it's reaching. And I always tell tables, I'm like... Do you see how many games are on this well? All of these can be After Dark versions with the right attitude. And then yep. usually send them on their merry way. And they're like, oh, it, sometimes it almost seems like people need permission to go that place. That's probably it. Like, I mean, take Taboo, for example. That's always going to have people swearing and coming up with yeah. things because they get frustrated with it. But when you do Taboo Midnight, then you're right. That sort of gives people permission because, oh, it's a dirty game. So we can do this. It's right. not us. We're not doing it. This is provided by someone else. 
And we're saying right here now, you can go there. You absolutely if you can. Want. You absolutely can. Uh, even code names as a version of that. That one I liked. It was a little bit clever. There was uh, three cards that were quite rude words, which I will not say right now. Cool, cool. But they uh, were all uh, could be tied together to be bird three. And if you uh, if you want to guess that, you can tweet us at Snakes and Lattes, and I'll tell you whether you're right or not. Awesome. So uh, Codenames has actually been going nuts. I mean, it's mm-hmm. one of the best party games to come out in years. Uh, so let's see. We've got at least four versions now. We've got uh, the, 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 the black box version. But in addition to that, there's Codenames Disney, mm-hmm. which has images. Mm-hmm. And uh, same Codenames Marvel. That one uses pictures as well. Right. Um, they're both really well suited for younger players. So everybody can get in on it. And finally, if you don't have a large enough group to do the proper code names thing, you've got code names duet now. Oh yeah, it's it's cute. There's a little like little campaign kind of in it, which is so cool. Yeah. They didn't have to do that. No, um, there's been ways to like hack regular code names to play too, but this then took it and made it actually a fully fleshed out game. It really is. Uh, you're it's a fully cooperative two player game, which a lot of couples really enjoy, and it's. Much better than it. Codenames for two players was okay. Yep. This is great. Yeah, this is great. This is fantastic. They went the extra mile. They really did. So uh, if you love Codenames and you're only going to be having two people, Codenames duet. Oh my goodness gracious, get it. There are also some old favorites from before games like Dead Last. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was like really, really late in 2015, but it's it or 2016, but totally worth your time. It goes all the way up to 12 players, which is really hard for you know a large mm-hmm. group comes in. What can we play? Oh, and this was a great addition to that. It really was. It was a huge boon to our game wall at the cafe. Uh, the fact that it goes up to 12 is great. Uh, the fact that it matters that it goes up to 12 is great. It's not just shoehorned in there. Right. Um, it's a game where the it's it's a, it's a sort of a who's on my side kind of game, like Good Cop, Bad Cop, or The Resistance, or what have you. It's just that who's on your side changes at a moment's notice, and ultimately you're all in it for yourselves. Mm-hmm. I love Dead Last. Yeah, I really enjoyed playing it. It's got that great, bright, colorful look to it. It's violent, and you get to kill your friends, but it never feels bad because they're only dead for like a minute or two. Exactly. So it feels great for that. Ooh, are there any good trivia games that have come out, or is it still all about timeline? Yeah, there's really not many trivia games out. Well, there's lots of different versions of Timeline, right? So yeah, Timeline's fantastic. If your friends don't have the historical events version yet, or the science and discoveries version yet, or the music and cinema version yet, just get more Timeline. It's true, and they're great to play with your families, because I found out that my mother was amazing at Timeline just because she had lived through many of the things in the wow. in a like I think it was the, the music and cinema so good yeah she just like and I was like hey you have a memory of that that's is that cheating no that's just life <laughs> <laughs> I yeah that's and, and the best part is once you've got more editions of timeline you can mix and match them yes. which gives them all a much greater lease on life and of course there are classics like say anything is always going to be great mm-hmm. um, taboo is always going to be popular Anomia. Oh, Anomia is so good. I always cheer people towards that. That uh, that actually could bring us into stocking stuffers as ah. well. Anomia is so good for that. That is my go-to for stocking stuffer suggestions. Brilliant, brilliant game. Have we, have we talked about? I don't think we've actually talked about Anomia. We should do this one. Um, so, okay, walk us through this. You've got a deck of cards. All the cards have a colored symbol on it and a category of thing on it. So. We're flipping cards uh, in front of us. Each person takes turn flipping one in front of them. And as soon as your two symbols match, you are now in a battle. I have to name an example of their card before they can name an example of my card. So mine might say dog and yours might say uh, hockey team. Lassie. 
There we go. Jonathan <laughs> would get my card, and it would be placed uh, to his side as one of his victory points at the end. Um, sometimes you'll have a bunch of cards on top of each other, so resolving a batter, battle, like we just did, uh, triggers a secondary response, and then it kind of keeps going like a waterfall effect. So it can get very heated, very animated, so it's good uh, for a festive holiday meal where you've had some wine. And it's exciting. Drinks. It's quick. Um, I wouldn't recommend going over six players with no, it, though. Sure. It would bog down. So even going to six is kind of pushing it a bit. I feel like the sweet spot for Anomia is four or five. Yeah, I agree. Uh, other stuff you can put in the... Uh, I haven't really seen a ton of games this year that impressed me that came in really small packages. I mean, there's, there's, there's always new versions of Love Letter coming out. Always Love, new, yeah. Love, Love Letter is still fantastic. Batman was great. They released a deluxe version this year, which was really pretty. Actually, yeah, the deluxe Love Letter is really good. It's it's, it's kind of breaking the, the whole stocking stuffer thing. Cause right, because it it's a bigger. It's bigger package. But. but it is good. I mean, if you have friends who liked Love Letter. And custom sleeves. Oh, they're so pretty. They're really pretty. And you can go up to eight players now mm-hmm. with the extra things. So that's really nice. And in a way, kind of makes it more appropriate for a Christmas type thing. There was something called Dirigible Disasters I think you mentioned before. Yes, I can't believe I got this. What's that like? Uh, So essentially, you're on an airship that is going to go down no matter what, but you and your your partner in crime are going to try and do, uh, you have, I think, 10 turns, um, and each one is a minute long. And during that, you have to go back and forth, fixing as many things frantically as possible, putting out fires, entertaining the guests so they don't freak out, um, <laughs> reducing the steam rate. I want to entertain the guests on the Titanic. <laughs> um, when, um, when I played with, uh, when the gurus, uh, Amy taught me that whenever you're entertaining the guests, you have to say what you're doing because it's way more fun. Oh, you're like, so I'm going to shimmy for the guests. And then like, you so just go good. back and forth. Uh, all kinds of like you have to reduce the panic and then you kind of reset and more cubes spawn and it gets worse and worse and worse and no matter what this thing is going to crash but it's all about seeing if you can like keep it afloat for as long as possible so you're just trying to get the highest score I think there is a way to win the game like event I think you can it's just so impossible in my mind I'm like it's going down no matter what right. it's like getting 25 points in Hanabi it's exactly. not happening yeah. Yeah. there's another one called Dark is the Night yeah, it's a cute little simple game. Very tiny in footprint. Essentially, one of the players is someone lurking in the shadows, and the other player is trying to like suss them out and uh, figure out where they are. And they kind of move uh, throughout the game, and there's like this little kind of spinny dial that kind of um, keeps them honest about where they are actually on the board. So it's a two-player like, game? It's a two-player game. Um, and you have like different kind of tokens that you can flip over to do different things, like shoot an arrow and illuminate and... It, it's pretty good. I, I think I won the first three times. And a gameplay is like literally two minutes. So it's very light table footprint, very quick game, very fun, very simple. Sounds like a stocking stuffer to me. Mm-hmm. And of course, there are classics like No Thanks and Colorado. Cockroach um, Poker. Oh, so good. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's, you're, you're not going to run out of options when it comes to that stuff. And, uh, and one of the best things you can do ultimately if you need help picking out a game is not to be shy when you go to uh, a game store. And any really good game store that has a broad selection of things, they will have staff on there who know what they're talking about. I love nothing more than it's like a little puzzle trying to figure out the best game possible. And I know you love this Me as too. well. Um, when I used to supervise, I, I wouldn't be able to spend the time. I'm like, where's Jonathan? He loves this. It's like it's like a mystery that he gets to solve. I'm going to figure out the exact perfect game for this exact situation. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you know, don't be shy about asking for help. People who work in game stores love games. They do. They're not doing it for the money, folks. So, all right. I hope that's been helpful for your holiday purchasing stuff. And I hope you've had a lot of fun with it. Mandy, thanks so much for joining us again. No problem. It was super fun. All right. 
So if you'd like to get in touch with us, you can do that at podcast at snakesandlattes.com. Snakescast is produced by Dax Audio. Music is provided by Ben Sound. Please tune in next week when we are going to see if we can find out what happened to Robinson Crusoe. The search party has been sent out. Cross your fingers, folks. The opinions expressed on the Snakescast are those of the presenters and our guests and nobody else's. See you next week. Thank you.